Hello, hello. Welcome back to Berlin Midnight Meows. You might hear some funny noise in the background because I'm doing laundry. Yeah, I don't have a studio at home, so sometimes I just have to live with that. Also, cat licking herself in the background. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so happy that I finally launched the podcast. It took me some weeks to just sit in my insecurities. Different things and the editing process was not that easy as well because the raw recording wasn't that perfect. Also, pretty much like doing everything by yourself. Yeah, very different experience. But so far, I'm enjoying it, and it's out on many many platforms. Share with your friends and anyone you think could vibe with this podcast. <coughs> I mentioned that I'm doing laundry, right? It's actually Sunday today, but I can still do everything at home, like vacuum cleaning my floors, taking the trash out, any loud activities, like quote unquote loud <laughs> German standard. I'm very thankful for this because I know many people really have to just like lay in bed and do nothing on Sunday. Let me add a note here for those who don't live in Germany and have no idea about this weird German rule. Normally, you are not supposed to do any noisy housework on Sundays in Germany. It has a strong religious background because you know Sunday is the holy day and supposed to be the day for people to rest and do nothing. It's a law. I think it's called quiet law in English. Well, it varies from town to town, but there's this expectation here. It's definitely more intense in the south than in Berlin. There is a risk for you to do loud things on Sundays. People would literally scold at you, especially if they're this kind of very traditional Germans. It's funny because you're not supposed to annoy others and let people rest, but at the same time. If you do something that offend them a little bit, they are just gonna come to ruin your whole Sunday. That's a little bit of a、uh, context. I I don't live in a share flats anymore, but in the past, noise had always been the issue. Something that trigger different things like fights and stuff that really gets on your nerve. I think everyone is. Somehow sensitive to noise or like any kind of sounds in a different way. Some people might be more sensitive to this kind of repetitive sound. Like for me, yes, I cannot stand the church bell sound. So when it's time and by chance, if I'm just standing near a church, it really drives me a little bit crazy. I I really just want to leave there immediately. You can tell why I'm not religious. Maybe that's a reason. Like I'm not built to be religious. Maybe or because I'm not religious, so I'm not trained to that sound. I don't know which comes first. Some people are more sensitive to sex noise. Definitely, some noises are more with context. Like you hate it for a reason. For example, like some bad experiences in the past, even like current states, like maybe you're not happy with your own sex life, so you don't want to hear that.、Uh, or like you are so damn single, and that sound just fucking triggers you. 
uh, could be different things like this, but some noise, some sounds, let's say sounds like so if you like the people that is ringing the bell at the church, you don't get angry at me. Some sounds just really gets on your nerve biologically, just how your brain or how your ears are built. For example, my ex, he cannot stand chewing sounds. Also, his whole family, even if you chew kind of normally, not really like eating with open mouth. There's a name for it, actually. It's called misophonia. It's a kind of brain-based disorder. Back then, I felt personally attacked. I grew up with many people that chew really, really loud. My whole family. So yeah, it's like my whole family that is chewing very loud versus my ex-family that is very sensitive to chewing sound. I almost found this a bit racist because I have this impression of people in the West caring more about eating quietly. While in my culture, even I think in some Asian countries like Japan, Korea, chewing loudly actually means your respect or your appreciation for the food you're eating. The chef might feel very flattered if they hear their customers chewing very loud in the restaurant. When my ex lived with me in Hong Kong, he complained about this a lot. Every single person we met, every single person who ate with us, afterwards he was telling me, oh my god, that chewing sound was driving me crazy. I'm pretty sure he was not making fun of anyone. So I was like, then what do you want me to do? Back then I really tried to avoid eating noodles with him. I know it sounds very barbarian to him, but I really just want to suck the noodles and want to enjoy the soup. But then I also had to understand his struggles and try not to do that. It's good that we didn't always eat together. I, I mean, I also enjoy eating myself sometimes. So I always went to another room to eat. But still, if I just do it out of my own pleasure, great. But if I do it just to try not to get on his nerves, then over time it has also built up a lot of tension. And again, he's a white man. Is this like kind of discrimination? I have to say, I don't think I chew that loud. Let me try to be more objective here with more like a comparison and reference. I would say my mom chews really, really loud. So I would put her at 10. And I think my brother is a bit less than her. It depends on what we eat. But yeah, he's probably also on the loud side. I would maybe give him a seven. While my ex, I was always wondering if his jaw was built a little bit different from all of us. Because he really ate without any sound. I think my cat chews louder, much louder than him. I would put him at one. And I think I am more at five. Generally, it's an acceptable noise level for most people. That was kind of annoying. Where, where are we? Yeah, back to the German household thing. Berlin is not a very loud city, but at the same time, it's also not very quiet, right? Like you don't come to Berlin for the quietness. There are so many clubs here, bars that are opening till pretty late. Maybe some fights on the streets sometimes. 
some teenagers with their loud techno music, just stuff like this. But I would say, just speaking of the noise, the loudness, it's a regular city. Because I've been to other places that are even more lively, just not a German city, maybe like in France. I think they are much louder because people are more okay with talking very loud to others in public. So I don't think Berlin is particularly loud, but Berlin is still part of Germany. It still has this underlying German strictness to many different things because we've always maintained a relatively quiet environment. If there's some tiny bit noise sticking out, they can't stand it already. For people that would directly call the police when you violate the quiet law, I just think most of them are assholes. They lived a very unhappy life, so they're always observing their neighbors, paying so much attention to them. Knocking on your door and complaining to you is their only social interaction in a week. Then I can understand. Even speaking of myself, I have a very short fuse if I didn't have enough sleep or just feeling a bit ill on that day. It's more about me than the others. If you don't have this awareness, you would just blame everything on others without thinking, ah, it's also me not feeling okay today. When you're very happy or like very excited, you wouldn't notice all these tiny things. You just don't bother. You have a very long bar. A little bit of the satisfaction would not affect it that much. Some years ago, I literally had an old lady who came to us to complain that we're running in the flats at like 10 p.m. or so. It was actually my cats. I had two cats back then who were actually kittens. They were like three months old, just walking a little bit, not really running super, super much. This person really showed up like she has been suffering from this for like five months. I, I don't think that one night of cats running a little bit in the flat would cause that much, like she looked really tense. It's not like I don't want to reveal what I've done myself, but I also try to understand them from their perspective. I guess it's really hard. I also suffer a lot from insomnia. I know how it feels. Really, 100% can resonate. So get a therapist, get some sleeping pills. Trying to pick up everything in the environment is not going to help you because a lot of sleeping issues are also caused by anxiety. If you don't have your inner peace, no matter how quiet the environment is, you are still not able to rest. Yeah, that's a tiny observation over years. Um, I also had a flatmate long time ago. She was also my landlord at the same time. I know the housing situation is very intense in Berlin or in any city, but you still have to think twice if you have to live with your landlord because that's not the most equal co-living condition. She was always complaining that I went to bed very late, which was none of her business. I didn't even play music in the evening. She would wake up from me opening the fridge in the kitchen. Turns out she was pregnant. It's just probably a lot of things going on in her body because she already had some high blood pressure, different health issues together. Plus that now she's pregnant. So she was being paranoid about everything. That Okay, I understand. And in the end, I moved out. That was a terrible experience though. She sent me like a written warning about me not going to bed early, eating in the kitchen after nine. 
like she really had everything written down. Like I can I can show you if you want. She really went nuts totally. That's something pretty interesting to me recently. I wonder if it's just me, or generally this is rising. I get a lot of right wing, or let's say allegedly right wing, or like this kind of conservative party propaganda shit on my like YouTube feed, just like everywhere on all my social media. I find this very suspicious. It's a shot. It just lands there, like that. I I would not need to click into it. It just plays to me immediately. To many people, I am a pretty left person, but still, like when that gets fed to me, most of the time I'm like, "What's this bullshit you're saying?" It feels like those people always try to look for the most stupid person on the internet that represents somehow the left, not necessarily parties, also like the leftists. And then they were put together some intelligent-sounding arguments. They picked the very underdeveloped arguments from random people on the internet, try to make themselves smart from mocking those people. Most of the time, that's their strategy, which is easy, right? I mean, there are lots of stupid people on the internet. Like, I don't know whether people are actually stupid. At least they act stupid. Sometimes stupidity is the key to success on the internet as well. You can never tell whether people are for real stupid or that's just their stage character. When you have this kind of conversation in real life, you can discuss, right? Like you can understand better where people came from, the whole context. Most of the time, I would say the contents felt like this. That's why I said it's suspicious. Because I can imagine people that think like this、uh, talk differently. They really talk like they are defending certain parties or like the arguments they're putting there are serving certain point of views certain parties are promoting, or that's where their branding or like party identity stand on. I find it very suspicious when I see those content. It's not things I usually watch, so it's kind of. Against the algorithm, so I was like, "How? Why YouTube recommend this to me? This is weird." The only thing I could think of is just maybe they put some money in promoting the content. It's some kind of advertisement. Yeah, maybe it could be supported by some parties. Well, I it might sound very biased how I say it because I just don't always agree with them. But I really, I'm a very nosy person. Whenever I see some weird things like this, I always Google them. I try to see what they are doing normally, and many of them are invited to some universities to give a talk and such. They are very well connected to bigger organizations. Just to let you know, I'm not suspecting them because I don't agree with them. I can't help whether it's like some political parties. They have this idea and they recruit people that have the potential, or the the content creators. They already got famous for this kind of perspectives. Or like the third scenario is that's their own opinion. They are not saying anything on anyone's behalf. There's no conspiracy behind it. That's all possible. I also a lot of this kind of more traditionally left content. I have to say I do miss a little bit this 
pure appreciation of someone's character. Now I sound like a boomer. <laughs> Whatever you know. Uh, uh, nowadays, a lot of impression is based on people's identity. Maybe even someone's appearance, but not in a beautiful or not not that direction. More like,、uh, for example, if I have lots of tattoos and I'm very much hated by my own culture because I grew up in a conservative environment. Actually, pretty much my case, but I just don't have a lot of tattoo. I have two tiny ass tattoo, really like coin a coin size, very enormous tattoo. And my parents were already like, just basically criticizing me all the time when I wear short sleeves. When they see, whenever they see them, they're like going crazy.、Uh, so yeah, let's say I have a lot of tattoos. I always got a lot of misunderstanding from other people. Then I get to know a new person that is also covered with a lot of tattoos. Then I would maybe already think pretty positive of them. It's normal, but it also kind of got a little bit too much to me. If you are white, straight male, you might be very unpopular in certain circles. Well, I don't really pity them because actually, for many people from minority groups, that's their everyday life. They are usually unpopular in most circles. But at the same time, I just find this pretty toxic. How to say that? No one deserves that. Like, if you haven't even got to know them, there are also a lot of bitches in like the marginalized groups as well. I just feel like nowadays people are lazy. We don't really look at people's individuality. We just try to label people already from the very first beginning. You sort them, yeah, by labels, and then you can already briefly estimate. How much energy you want to invest in that person? If it's a group you like, then you're more interested in them. And if it's a group that you don't like, then you're like, "Oh, I don't want." I'm not saying this just to criticize others, because I also have this tendency. And again, I think it's very neutral. But if it gets too extreme, that, for example, if you see a person just randomly in a shopping mall, you would already feel very uncomfortable. Then I think, like, just. And、we would need to understand in the end the impact on ourselves. I'm a very individualistic person. For me, all this kind of hate towards others, in the end, it's most important how it affects you. And again, your inner peace. I I don't want to talk about people who really shoots people and like hurts others. Uh, most of us, I guess, we don't do anything, even if we dislike someone. In the end, the person you dislike would not even get any damage from your single-sided hatred, but you yourself having that tension in your body in the end not good for you. I told this story to some of my friends. Pretty tragic. She was a trans woman I got to know in my university time. She was really cute. The whole image and how we started the talk because she came to me just to give me some compliment on something I did. There was a tiny movie magazine thing we were doing. It's a really tiny thing that I did with some of my friends in the dorm. We had like a very very tiny fan base that yeah people sometimes would talk to us. When she saw us distributing the prints. She immediately came and just say hi to us. 
She was very shy, but she still started the talk. And I like shy people because I'm also quite shy inside. Don't misunderstand shyness. Being shy doesn't mean you have nothing to say or your opinions are very mild. I could be completely shy and quiet outside, but very fierce inside. That's a totally wrong stereotype. I also know extroverts that don't really like to talk, but they like being around people. There are lots of dimensions around this extrovert introvert thing. After that uh, encounter, we had a few more exchange later online.、Uh, when I had that、uh, vintage shop,、uh, I was always looking for models in my circle, getting to know people who could potentially be my model. One time, I asked her because she liked my picture, like the modeling picture, and I asked her. Uh, do you want to be my model? It would be really cool. I wanted to empower her as well because I also saw her posting pictures uh of herself trying different clothing, exploring um different fashion styles. Yeah, I have to underline that it's not a common thing. I didn't even see any female customer facing boutique or business in Hong Kong having trans women as their models. So I also think、mm, it would be nice in general, just like would have some tiny bit social impact. So I told her, yeah, maybe we just try to schedule something and you model for us. And then she was really happy. We just sent some very cute emojis, some pink heart stuff like this, and that was it. A few months later, I left Hong Kong. So that never really happened. Around a year later, I I saw her news that she was found dead in a metro station. Yeah, it was a very really devastating news. Afterwards, there were a lot of news about her being a transgender, not being accepted by society, got insulted by some customers in the cafe she worked at. Many things like this, but I I kept thinking, is that the best way to interpret her decision? I I don't think I know her well enough to judge or to even guess the reasons behind her death. If she's hearing me now, I also want to tell her that I like her a lot because of her character and her personality, her energy. She was not a very loud person, but I could just see that energy in her eyes. She definitely suffered a lot from mental health issues. Yeah, I I couldn't really tell、uh, whether it was depression or something else. But I also knew her as a very active person. She was doing so many things. Really, a versatile person. She was, for example, very politically active. Um, like once I I also had a website back then that I posted people's articles or you know sometimes like content from different people. From time to time, she sometimes just like posts her opinions about patriarchy, uh, different political issues. She was also part of the student press, organized a lot of events and activities for the LGBTQ plus group. I'm sure all these things were not easy. Like how much strength she needed to have to do all these things at once, apart from her own struggles. 
She also cared about the society, about other people, other marginalized groups. So I I think on one hand, of course, she was kind of a victim. But on the other hand, it's also pretty unfair to only think of her as a victim. After she passed away, many of her friends,、uh, of course, family, just many people who knew her gathered to memorize her. You can just tell how much she was loved by everyone. People talked a lot about how she shined in, yeah, just different moments. Um, like how good she was with all the handwork. Um, how caring she was, but also she was always the energy for other people. Yeah, a very reliable person. She was always trying to do new things. She was always in the transforming stage. It's not just about from a man to a woman that kind of transformation, but she was also trying different kinds of stuff that. Was out of her comfort zone. I remember she started with more, just like speaking of the fashion thing. She started with more like pants, t-shirts that were more like feminine, with like more feminine color or like feminine prints. And then slowly, slowly, she started wearing skirts, grew her hair, did makeup, just different things. She was trying. I I believe that really needed a lot of courage. I guess being a trans woman is a big part of her, but definitely not everything of her. All these labels, identities, all of them they shape us as a person. But there are a lot of things around it that makes it very different as well. It's like you season different food with salt; it's not gonna taste the same, right? Personally, I don't want her identity to override her unique character. There are lots of trans women, but there there's just one person like her. Of course, as a trans woman, she went through a lot of pain that was unimaginable. But I also didn't want to always think of her as a person that is struggling. Everything on her felt very genuine. That she was not trying to act. <coughs> Coming back to the very suspicious content. That was the only thing I kind of agree with. Sometimes we focus too much on all these labels and tags on people, be it gender, be it sexuality, be it ethnicity. Humans are beyond that. But of course, if you're very very boring, I guess there's not so much to explore. I'm not going to lie. I don't think everyone in the world is interesting. That bunch of boring human. Maybe you also find me very boring. Then fuck off now. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, well, it's just from a very statistical point of view, it's impossible, right? You can't have everyone that is very special, right? Of course, everyone is special to the people that are close to them. But that's because of your connection. Not always about the character. Okay. Sometimes, if we could drop this. Everyone could be special. Slogan, maybe we could also be happier and just accept that. Oh yeah, I'm kind of mediocre as well.、Uh, at least in these certain things, that actually helps me a lot. Like not really like mental health, not so big, but just to be more at ease at certain times. Like yeah, I know I'm good at this. I know I'm not so good at that. Most importantly. 
I know I don't need to be good at everything, and I know that I'm good at something. Does that sound positive? <laughs> well, I don't really mind to leave positive notes or negative notes. I don't really mind this kind of shit. I actually appear as a pretty negative or pessimistic person to many people, which sometimes I'm like, no, I actually think I'm quite positive deep down. Even knowing all these flaws, I still feel okay. Isn't that like another level of positivity? Like even knowing the outcome's not gonna be good, you're still motivated to do something. Or like even knowing certain things might not be perfect, I can live through that. Does it always have to be like I believe everything is good to be positive? If so, then it's fine for me. Leave me out from the positive camp. I don't need to be in it because it sounds kind of lame. Ha <laughs> ha. Life hack. What's the business of today? Well, I forgot to say that apart from the washing machine, I also had the dishwasher <laughs> running at the same time. And very funny that I still decided to record while two machines are running at the same time. Very great decision. It also shows how efficient I am with time. Hey, <laughs> I have this very privileged tip for you for those who have a dishwasher at home. It's actually not the majority of us, but still, maybe one day you will have a dishwasher, or you're currently dreaming of a dishwasher and not sure about it. Then maybe. This is still relevant to you. I wanted to share what's the best way to place the dishes in the dishwasher that it could be cleaned the best. I I don't know if you know how dishwashers work. So there's this spinning thing in the middle, but also at the bottom, that is like spraying water. So you can imagine if you have things more like horizontally placed, then it will block the water. So the best way to do it is to make it as vertical as possible. That's why you can tell that dishwashers can clean plates the best. I don't know whether that's also like a Eurocentric thing. Who who invented dishwashers? Wait, let me have a quick look. You must be thinking, why is this person always so unprepared? Cause like always just like checking things in the middle. Hey, that's that shows how cozy I am. Okay, I actually tried to prepare lots, but the effect was not so good. I I sounded really scripted, so I just like gave up on that. Just like some how some actors always choose the characters that fits their own vibe the best. It's a very smart strategy, especially when you're not so good yet. In the end, it's about the delivery. If the acting convinces you, then it's probably a right decision. So whether they want to challenge something that's very different from their real characters, that's more like their personal choice. Whether they want to leave their comfort zone, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, so who's that? Josephine. I don't know how to pronounce this person's last name. Apparently, more like I think she invented the concept. Oh my god! So what a coincidence, fitting the stereotype so much. Haha! <laughs> a woman invented the technology that later inspired the production of dishwashers. Um. Okay, now I see it. So in the end, the actual dishwasher to be granted a patent was invented by a man. Yeah, classic developments. Um. <laughs> 
dishwashers, I can confirm that it's not the best when you have a lot of bowls, a lot of pots. I usually put them together with the mugs, the glasses, because they are like similar shapes. Try to tilt them a little bit so you could still put more in. For things like lids, make sure it's upside down. Otherwise, it will just collect all the dirty water and you can tell that it cannot really be sprayed. The principle is you have to think about how the water could hit the things you want to wash, but also how they could go away. For those who are trying to use some organic cleaning tabs, unfortunately, the cleaning tabs are pretty important as well. If they are this, this kind of organic, you know, with some green packages, they usually just don't work that well. You just have to decide whether you want to save the water because if it's not clean, you have to do a second time or you might have to hand wash them. Or you want to save the chemical from the ocean. I'm not sharing any rocket science here, just daily things. It's surprising that some people still do it so inefficiently. That hurts my brain a little bit. You don't want to be diligent with dishwashing, right? There's nothing to be proud of if you spend twice of the time uh, than the others on dishwashing. And that's it. I know the Berlin summer is slowly over. Maybe we have still one, two weeks more, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like coming to the end. Let's be mentally ready for the cold and long winter. Maybe a little bit too early to say that, but yeah, it takes some time for your brain to get ready for this. So I guess it's fine. As usual, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you have anything to add. Always happy to have conversation or exchange with others. Have a good evening. See you next time.